everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we are on another interview. I have the honor and privilege to be on the phone right now with Kaylin Hemphill. Uh, you may recognize her. She's not just one of the models. Uh, she was the winning model from the sixth season of Project Runway. Since then, she's gone on to be a part of Models of the Runway, and even since 2013, has added a few movie credentials to her to her list of accomplishments. She's worked with some of the biggest names in the fashion industry, and I am completely honored by you having to to take time out of your schedule and be on this call. So thanks for uh, joining us on the on the podcast, Caitlin. Well, Avery, it's an honor. It's an honor. I'm so excited to to talk with you today. It is going to be a, a great call. So listen, this is a podcast that we do. It goes out to several leaders. And what we do is I like to kind of just throw a question out at you and just and, and we'll just go from there and just see what see what gets said. So here's here's what I wanted. Here's what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, when we look at your industry, when we look at the fashion industry, the modeling industry we see a lot of glitz and glam and beauty and I, and I see a lot of you know high uh pace and there's just a lot of fun involved and it just looks like the, the high life all the time but i would think that maybe over the last few years or so i feel like maybe the curtain's been pulled back on sort of the 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 dark side of the fashion industry. You yeah. know, we've seen a lot of the abuse claims. We've seen a lot of hurt. We've seen, uh, you know, maybe even some cruelty where maybe some of these young yeah. girls get caught and pulled up into this lifestyle and, um, you know, they're, they're wrecked, they're ruined by it. But, but when I look at your career, um, I don't see that. And so as someone who's successfully navigated what, appears to be such a tumultuous industry, I'd love for you to kind of talk to us about how you were able to successfully navigate the fashion industry and also do it as a light in the darkness. So kind of just kind of talk to us about that and, and what that's like. Well, thank you, first off. But, um, you know, it's I, I feel like, yes, it's been a lot of decisions that I've had to make to turn down things that, um, you know, wouldn't be glorifying to God and um, might make me more successful in the world's eyes, but might compromise my character. Um, and I really feel like over the years, um, God has really protected me from from different opportunities that, that at the time looked so appealing and would have, like, you know, really furthered my career, like in a worldly sense, but maybe would have hurt my testimony. Um, and so I heard a quote a while back, and uh, sometimes like rejection is God's protection. And I feel like in this industry, I've faced so much rejection over the years. Um, and people, like you were saying, they see like the highlights and the great things and the, the you know, um, accomplishments or or great things on social media, but they also don't see the rejection day to day. But I feel like God's protected me from a lot of things that could potentially really, um, you know, hurt him or harm um, my my testimony. So, 
Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, just, it's a crazy industry to work in. There are a lot of really heartbreaking things in this industry from, you know, eating disorders to drug abuse and um, sexual abuse. But I, I really feel like God um, calls us to be a light in the darkness. And I feel like there's just opportunities to love on people that maybe have never experienced his love. Now, one of the things you said was, uh, I want to kind of go back to that. You said that sometimes rejection is God's protection. Now, I can't tell you that's that's yeah. nothing like what people are thinking. When I'm when I'm rejected, when I'm told I'm not good enough or my work is not good enough, the last thing I'm thinking is, oh well, God, you must be trying to protect me from something. How 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 do you filter those rejections in the moment and and point them back to God? Oh gosh, it's hard in the moment. And over the years, those no's that I get sometimes lead to greater yeses. Like if, say, I I booked a job where, um, you know, it would shoot for several weeks or something. Um, But instead, you know, the no hurts. But instead, I get another job that pays more, that, you know, had to you know, for less amount of time. And I don't know, God works it out. And sometimes he allows me to see um, why I was rejected and what, you know, what the reason is for the no. And sometimes he doesn't. And I just have to trust him and have faith that he withholds no good things from, um, from those he loves. And so I think it's just constant going back to word and like clinging to his promises and, and, um, just knowing that, that he's not a withholder of good things, but if it's good for us and it's going to glorify him, you know, he's, he's not going to withhold that. So, I just think that always holding on to that is um, is important. That's good. So, for if we've got people listening to uh, this podcast that are they're in leadership positions, maybe they're just a part of a team, and they've constantly find themselves uh, struggling with the should I be doing this? Should I be doing this? Uh, you know, maybe the environment's not the best, but I really feel like. I'm supposed to be here, but you know, that's going on over there and that's going on over there. Um, how do you keep a hold of your calling, even in the midst of the chaos that we sometimes found ourselves in? Well, I'm just thinking of like first Peter five ten, and it's, you know, it talks about, um, God confirming and establishing your calling and, um, you know, I'm always going to God because, I mean, because there's so much rejection and because this industry is just so up and down, I'm always like, God, am I even supposed to be in this? And am I making a difference? And, and I'm, you know, is this is this where you want me? And I think it's always like going to Him and just being willing to, um, you know, if, you, if at any point He wants me to get out of the industry, I trust that He's going to make that clear to me. Um, but you know, I just am constantly asking him, like, you know, use me in this industry and, um, and you know, for these people that are, you know, no matter what your job is, um, just asking him to use you every day in, like, the little and the big ways and just continue to confirm that you're in the place that, that he wants you to be. Like, he will do that. He will do that. But sometimes we just have perseverance through the times where nothing exciting seems to be happening. Um, or things seem to be a little bit stagnant. Sometimes God is doing things um, during those moments that we 
we can't see. So I think that patience is definitely a virtue. Absolutely. There's, I can't even think of all the conversations I get in with people that they're, they're wondering if what they're doing right now, is this it? Is this all I'm ever supposed yeah. to do? And the, the answer to that is usually always no. There's always something yeah. more. There's something else around the corner from your current obedience that's, that, that's going to take you into the next thing. Um, something you said earlier was sometimes that no led to a different yes that was even better. Um, it, I, I see. I feel like even in what you're doing now, you have to make those decisions quickly. Do I take this job? Do I take? Do I go after this? Do I go after that? What's your process of figuring out your next move? Because I assume those moves have to be done quickly. How how, how do you yeah. make your decisions about your career um, quickly, but also prayerfully? You know, it's funny because um, I'm faced with these decisions like almost every day and people tend to, um, I know for like my agents and casting directors and um, people that I work with, they're like, oh my gosh, you have to have an answer by the the end of the day and people are waiting on you and there's all this pressure involved. And I've just kind of learned over the years, like I really don't, I don't feel like, um, God necessarily always wants me to make this like hasty decision under pressure. Sometimes I, even though it, just, it might be disappointing to my agents or whoever, sometimes I'm just like, wait, I need to be still and really take this to the Lord before I give an answer. Because there's been times when I give a, a swift yes or a hasty yes, and then I really regret it after because I don't sit before the Lord and say, God, is this really an opportunity you want me to be going after? So um, it's still a constant struggle because I am a people pleaser and I want to say yes to every opportunity. And, um, (laughs) you know, there are a lot of really cool opportunities in this industry that God's really been teaching me um, that just because someone says that they expect an answer by a certain time, you can always ask for a little bit more time. And even if it's just 10 minutes of just being still, um, God will meet you in that stillness, and he says, draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you, and um, so even just giving him the sacrifice um, of just being like, okay, God, I'm going to sit here for five minutes, look in the Word, really prayerfully consider this before, you know, speaking, um, he directs, he always directs, and if you if you give the wrong answer, he usually will, will sort things out, you know, but <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah it's, that's a constant you know, battle for me um, on a day-to-day basis. Before we let you go, I wanted to just point blank ask you, uh, what would be your advice to the person that's right on the cusp of deciding, do I go for this next big thing, you know, or do I stay over here where it's where it's safe? You know, do I, do I try to, to, to do this thing that I feel it's on the inside of me and it really wants to burst out, but it's going to cost me something? Or do I stay over here yeah. and, 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 and play my hands safe? But what would be your advice to that person? Well, I love this quote that a singer that I know, um, her name is Lindy, Lindy Connett. She has a line in one of her songs and it says, simple obedience changes history. Mm. And I love that, and I've clung to that over the years because sometimes these little steps of faith that 
that we take um, that might not look much to to the world. Sometimes they're huge and massive, like moving to a new city or changing jobs or whatever, but sometimes it's just like this simple little act of faith um, that God calls us to. Um, God will honor our obedience, and that obedience could potentially change history. So I encourage anyone that's like that's good. really feeling that stirring inside of that to um, to take a step of faith, just to just to do it and watch how God rewards you and and catches you if you fall. I mean, He is the most sure safety net ever. Um, but yeah, He um, He's a rewarder of those who seek Him. He's a rewarder of um obedience and so just trust that and go for it well kaylin thank you so much this has been a great call yeah i love that what we're talking about is just so much bigger than any one industry than any one job we're talking about just bottom line truths of of how to live a successful life so thank you thank you for uh speaking with us today um it's been an honor thanks for joining us Thank you, Avery. For everyone who is listening, hopefully something that Kaylin has said has helped you and continues to help you as you lead his leaders. Mm-hmm.